This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Chicago has hosted what's become the largest outdoor food festival in the country for over 40 years, and it kicked off today. Now, the city is well known for its delicious and culturally eclectic mix of foods. So what better way to celebrate than to visit the one place that might just have every cuisine that you can think of? I'm talking about the taste of Chicago, of course. We'll first turn now to a restaurateur that you can find at the event. Rebecca Vanderclute is the co-owner and head chef of Doom Street Eats. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks for having me. So good to hear from you. I'm, I'm so curious. Tell us more about Doom Street Eats. I know you started the business back in 2011, right? Yeah, we started with Puffs of Doom, which was our cream puff. And then I wanted to get a little bit more creative with savory foods, so we launched Doom Street Eats and kept it going, and now that's become much more popular than a cream puff, so we we don't do the cream puffs anymore. Okay, so you got to describe for those of us who haven't seen or, or tasted one of these cream puffs, what were they like? Uh, well, they were like a French style. They weren't your standard, like, Wisconsin kind, if you've ever had those. They are filled with pastry cream, um, and we did all kinds of different flavors, and then we also had some savory ones. We did a BLT one, a bacon ranch mac and cheese one. Um, and we kind of took all that fun, um, those fun ideas and turned it into our street food concept, so, which we have now. Ah, I see. Now, your first time at the Taste of Chicago, it was back in 2017, I hear. Now, that was yeah, before we actually, the... We started as, as a pop-up vendor in the pop-up program, which was... Um, Created to kind of bring in some of the smaller new vendors so that they could get a, a chance to try out the taste. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to grow into now we're a senior vendor who helps mentor the new vendors. Oh, that's wonderful. And definitely owe a bunch of gratitude to Neil DeCase and his team. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And, and of course, so your, your history with the taste goes back well before the pandemic and all the changes that we know that came with that. I mean, if you can recall, like, what was that time like for you, those early days? Oh, I mean, the taste has always been one of our favorite events. It still is, even post-pandemic. In fact, actually, now I think even more so. Um, But pre-pandemic, the taste was, you know, we call it the wall of people, where just from open to close, it was a wall of people lining up you know, supporting all of the businesses out here. We're very thankful that post-pandemic, that's starting to come back a bit. Uh, But yeah, we we hope one day TAFE will be back to to full status, but we're excited that this year um, they added some vendors back so that we're even bigger than last year. Yeah, that's wonderful. Anything else you're doing differently this time around that you want to share? You know, we're just, we really are just want to get out there that it is such a big community it's a lot of vendors and standard chicago staples but it's also a lot of family-run small businesses a lot of women-owned businesses a lot of people of color who are just out here kind of sharing their food and love and the city and neil and Kiss has really put a lot of effort into building the taste so that some of us little guys can be out here doing this and i just i want it Spread that work. Yeah. I think that that's incredible. Really important to know. I'm also curious, Rebecca, about the kind of preparation that goes into being a vendor at this festival. What's it like on the back end for you? Yeah, it's a lot. It's not <laughs> the same apart by any means. It takes a lot of organization and prep. 
um, a, a lot of math <laughs> to figure out what, what you think is going to sell the most mm-hmm. and then prepping those portions, making sure you have the staff that can handle it. Um, again, thankfully, we really appreciate the city and the taste for how much they support the vendors. I feel like I keep saying that, but it really is very different to every other festival that we do or event. They really set you up as a vendor for success here as much as they can. So they really, you know, we get as much info as we can um, to prepare, but it's definitely a lot of running around. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Uh, Well, just remind us before I let you go, what flavors you'll have available this weekend? Yeah, so we have a chicken and waffle dog, which is a chicken apple gouda sausage and pancake batter on top of mac and cheese with spicy hot honey. Wow. We have a maple bacon donut grilled cheese, which is perfect for this little bit of chilly fall weather we're experiencing. Uh, we have spicy pickle fries, which are super thin-cut fries that are like thin-cut, uh, thin-cut pickles like fries. And uh, we have Italian beef nachos, so a, a Chicago staple, but in a different way. Sounds delicious. Rebecca Vanderkloot is the co-owner and head chef of Doom Street Eats. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Now, if you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking about what you can expect from the Taste of Chicago, which is happening as we speak. We'll turn now to Neil Heights, who's Director of Event Production at Chicago's Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. Hi, Neil. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Sure. You know, Chicago has been running this event since 1980, Neil. I mean, what can you tell us about what that first festival might have looked like? So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been working on Taste of Chicago for 19 years, so I, I wasn't at the 1980 event. But I will tell you in uh, all, the, all the stories and the folklore about the 1980 event along Michigan Avenue. And, you know, uh, organizers, or my, my predecessors, I should say, uh, had, you know, had some mild expectations. And like Rebecca said, the wall of people just came through on that one day, 4th of July, on Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. And so you knew instantly that the public and Chicagoans at large had a passion for food and a passion to experience food out on a city street in beautiful, iconic downtown Chicago. Yeah, and it's it's evolved quite a lot since then, Neil. And as Rebecca mentioned, you are even experimenting again with, with taking the taste to neighborhoods, right? So tell us more about that decision this year and, and just the reception that you've gotten to the change. Because folks were used to just the, the one big production at Grant Park, right? In yeah, the summer. absolutely. So, uh, you know, being honest, the, uh, the pop-up events, the community events, were sort of born out of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just did not have the ability to produce the large-scale downtown event as we were barely coming out of it uh, that, that second summer. And so we experimented with, hey, let's bring like mini tastes of Chicago out to the communities. And wow, were they popular, well-received um, community sharing with us just how exciting it is to have an iconic name like Taste of Chicago in their very own neighborhood, right? Yeah. And so this year, uh, we, we continued that, uh, and hopefully, you know, we continue that tradition. Um, Humble Park, Pullman Park, and Marquette Park 
all uh, experienced a taste of Chicago, one-day taste of Chicago, uh, this past summer leading up until the big downtown event that, st- that opened this morning. Right, and and we know that that change to uh, have the neighborhood pop-ups was due to uh, a pushback because of uh, NASCAR's street race taking place in early July. So what are your anticipations here for, for how the later start for the main event will impact your numbers? You think it'll still be yeah, so it, it, a big turnout? Yeah, well, it really was a good opportunity, right? Because it turned out to be a really nice opportunity because we had the time then over the summer to produce those really, you know, those really well-intended community events. Um, and so then leading up to downtown taste now here at the very end of summer in September. And, you know, to be honest, as, as soon as this gray cloud passes over with rain right now, right. Uh, we are looking at a beautiful weather weekend uh, for this year's taste of Chicago. And just being honest, the uh, the weather is a big driver of a successful taste of Chicago. So that's true. We are anticipating uh, great crowds. I mean, it is. It is an iconic Chicago weekend when you think about it. The Bears home opener against the Packers. Uh, you've got Lit Fest in, in Printer's Row. And then Taste of Chicago going on in Grant Park, right? Can't be any more Chicago than that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So what are some of the traditional foods then that uh, folks can find at the festival this weekend? Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, you know, we have 35 food vendors down here and approximately 15 food trucks. So there are a, there's a very wide range of offerings for everyone. Um, Taste of Chicago works really hard to not only celebrate our Chicago foods, right, our Eli's Cheesecake, our Lou Malnati's, our, our Robinson's Number One Ribs, and, and Rainbow Cone, all of those really cool vendors that have been with us for a long time, BJ's Market, but then also bringing in some real neighborhood gems. We have 10 new vendors down here at Taste of Chicago oh, wow. who've never been with us before. And so we're really excited to try, you know, J.J. Thai uh, street food or Chicago Eats Marketplace. She's serving up a gym shoe, which is a, 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 a Chicago food um, known to many Chicagoans. So there's a lot of new here also, but also incredibly diverse. Mm. The palette, the vendors that we have are from all parts of the city. And their offerings are really wide-ranging. All the Taste of Chicago menu items are posted at tasteofchicago.us. So you can go on and sort of plan your visit or plan your culinary, your palate for the day, if you will. I I love that. And I'm curious how the city chooses how many and which restaurants will represent Chicago at the festival each year. Because as you just mentioned, I mean, it's, it's really diverse. You've got 35 restaurants and 15 food trucks this year. Yeah, so the um, the application process usually begins in around February, and uh, once we open up, it's it's an open call. But we we get out there, Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events, as well as the Illinois Restaurant Association. We really work hard to make visits to restaurants in a lot of different communities. To to as Rebecca said, give them the confidence to say, hey, give it a shot. Sign up for Taste of Chicago. Let the city help you to be a successful vendor down at Taste. And so the application is an open application process mm-hmm. uh, where, where obviously many, many vendors apply. And what we're looking for is diversity. To answer your question, it is diversity. We are looking for, we don't need six pizza vendors down here at Taste of Chicago. We need two of the best, right? Mm. 
and, and okay. we're looking for creative menu items. I mean, Rebecca's menu from Doom Street Eats talking about, you know, their chicken and waffles and all the like creativity they put together, the maple bacon, um, a, maple bacon, grilled cheese, donut, um, like how delicious yeah. right? and creative and unique. So we're looking for wide range of, of diverse offerings. We're looking for, uh, you know, a, a stretch or a large swath of geographic area within the Chicago, you know, within Chicago proper, and we're looking for um, creative menu items. Yeah. Now street closures for the event they started earlier this week, Neil. So where should drivers avoid? Let us know. Well, uh, you're right. So Columbus is shut down between Monroe and Balbo. Um, and then Jackson is also closed from Michigan Avenue to Lakeshore Drive. Uh, drivers can still get through on, like I said, on Monroe and on Balbo. Uh, and then Ida B. Wells is also uh, shut down as part of Taste of Chicago, too. Okay. And how long will street closures last after the festival wraps? We're aiming to get the streets back open by Monday um, for the evening rush. So Monday at 5 o'clock is the goal. And then with uh, with Columbus and then all of the ancillary streets open by Tuesday afternoon. And we should probably mention, Neil, there, there's more than just food this weekend, right? There, there will be a few stages for DJs and artists uh, to play their music, we right? Got, we have got as, as diverse of an offering of food as we have. Yeah. We have a diverse offering of talent as well. So. Tonight's talent uh, is featuring the 50 Years of Hip Hop, and we've got Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh as the headliners for tonight. Um, tomorrow, we have uh, uh, Proyecto Uno as the headliner. And then Sunday, we have a Chicago-based rock band, Whitney, uh, nice. performing on the main stage. So that's a really cool main stage. But we have got a wonderful uh, Goose Island side stage pr uh, programmed in partnership with Chicago Independent Venue League. They supported the programming of this stage with an awesome, diverse lineup of Chicago talent. Uh, we also have the Chicago, Chicago Sings Karaoke Stage, which is new this year. And then we've got a wonderful tradition down at Taste of Chicago of incorporating our beloved summer dance program into the Taste as well. Nice. So just really all programming going on throughout the day. So much fun to be had. So much fun. We'll leave it there. Neil Heights is the Director of Event Production at Chicago's Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Have a great weekend. You too.